0: That's HeritageRadio slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Whoa, what's up world? It's Mandy Fresh and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network.
1: My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Robertas, A super duper awesome place. Robertas is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network... Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show, spanning the globe for high-minded high kicks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision. They're too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And now, here they are, the nickels and may of the now generation. Your hosts. Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Hi, Judy. Hi, Mike. You look so special today. I have makeup on. It's awesome. You're having your picture taken for... I got my picture
2: taken for the Brooklyn paper. Celebrating... The publication of my new book, the official book of sex, drugs and rock and roll, is available at Barnes and Noble on a table out front.
1: That it's awesome. Exciting. I was so proud when I saw that. And speaking of drugs and rock and roll, have you seen today's New York Post with this beautiful montage of your hero Whitney Houston made out of colored pills?
2: Oh, that's disrespectful. Uh, yeah. I, the children are future,
1: <laughs> too I too hate well you, Joe. <laughs> yeah. That's um, me singing after all the beauty. That's awesome I knew you would love this You are such an
2: asshole You told me there was a surprise That's right But
1: look She wanted the movie Sparkle To redeem her But drugs were more powerful Than her dreams Oh that's awesome writing.
2: That's some poetry from the Daily News
1: <laughs> The New York Post, who uh, not surprisingly has got a big heart on for uh, Paul Ryan uh, today. Oh,
2: yeah. That's very exciting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Boy, Ugh. it's like a battle of the hair moose with those two. Ugh. It's not going to last. They're complete egomaniacs, both of them. They're going to they're hate each other in a week.
2: It, it doesn't matter. They'll go through with it. And <laughs> I, think he, it. I think they might win.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. that scares me.
2: Well, anyway, all right. On to warmer, cuddlier topics. Here we
1: are at uh, the decidedly left-wing Heritage Radio Network. Once again, it's the Mike and Judy Show. Who are our guests today, Judy?
2: We have Ariel Shragg and Kevin Sesha, authors of Ariel and Kevin mm-hmm. Invade Everything, an online we- a web comic which is really funny and should be it's a top-rated funny. sitcom soon, if I have my way. <laughs> we look forward and, to and, it, and you often do. Okay, well, maybe not, (laughs) but yeah, they—they're both neighbors. um.
1: (laughs) New Jerseyites. It's all okay. kevin has got a New Jersey tattoo. Wait,
2: wait, I am am the sole New New Jerseyan
3: actually. I am not from New Jersey.
2: Oh, Oh, sorry.
4: I don't like that tone. tone. (laughs) Where are you
2: from? Where's the cool state that you're
3: from? Uh, Berkeley, California.
1: Oh, California. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Hippie. I read about it somewhere.
2: See, I was I pegged you as
3: probably a hippie. Didn't I? (laughs) It's true. Elvis was there,
1: California. He was from there.
2: But yeah. anyway, they do this really funny comic <laughs> online, which you can find at invadeeverything.com, um, which is about their friendship, <laughs>
1: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, our adventures and hijinks. I, I love the comic. I gotta say, I, I really love it. I think it makes uh, a lot of sense. Also, I think you know the web is perfect for comic. You know, I think uh, the electronic medium. I hope to see more comics in electronic medium because I mean I have my iPad here and I'm a total geek when it comes to this stuff. And I search on uh, the comic app and through Marvel and the graphic novels on. Um, the iTunes iBook store and There's just not a lot out there People haven't really Turned it over And figured it out yet Because it looks great It looks great electronically Yeah there's a lot of I feel like there's been more In recent
4: years And it's just easier It's like the best way Obviously to get it out To the masses And people who want to read it And uh, ours um, Yeah it's it's pretty much I guess just a document Of our dumb friendship And getting into adventures <laughs> Mainly drunk, about trying
3: to meet girls <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trying <I've> never- <laughs> to
4: meet girls Successfully Unsuccessfully And how's that working for you? Well You know, are
3: you both single? I don't think we've ever actually ended up with a girl in the comics.
4: (laughs) Not the comics, but for fictional purposes, we we like to. uh, I do better than Kevin, though. Ultimately, (laughs) I do not know if that is the case at all. I would not agree with that.
2: I collaborated with an illustrator before, and one of your um, comics sort of illustrates this perfectly: is that the person who draws it always gets the last say? That is correct. (laughs)
3: It's not. (laughs) Although Kevin gets really. uh, fastidious about how he's portrayed. The cowlick is not quite right. I'll hear about it if he, <laughs> if uh, the T-shirt is uh, not if his chest doesn't look quite broad enough. Look, we're be, cheating. Need to be some erasing.
4: <laughs> we're cheating the readers if you don't accurately capture my handsomeness. You're, you're it's just the same as stealing from them. You're taking part of the experience, which is my good looks. See so whatever, whatever
1: I'm drawing a cartoon. It's sort of like giving a style sheet to your copy editor. It's like okay, one chin only. That's all. Okay. I mean, basically. <laughs> yeah, but
2: they're better looking than you, us.
1: You know, well, <laughs> come on. Sorry. Uh, you know, they're like half our age, Judy.
2: <laughs> Maybe not half. But, you know,
1: we but. haven't really done justice to these guys because you're actually, um, I mean, the comic book is awesome, but you're more accomplished than that. Uh, you have a new book out, uh, Kevin, um, about beating up celebrities, which is awesome.
4: Yes, new-ish book, um, but uh, I'll go with new. It's uh, Punching Tom Hanks, which is a collection of various essays for how to beat up ancient Greek warrior Achilles, <laughs> Stephen Seagal, a left-handed person, okay. various things.
1: How do you beat up Stephen
4: Seagal? Um, it's sort of an elaborate process But it, it's it's along the lines of getting him uh, To launch into one of his classic one-liners If you're familiar <laughs> with his movies like I, I'm aware of his au yes You know, he's got the one like I'm going to take you to the bank The blood bank <laughs> So you get him going down that road And, uh, you know, he's not as spry as he once was And just the act of talking while fighting Will wear him down and tire him Isn't out. he a sheriff so basically now? You're calling him a b- He is a fake sheriff on TV
2: <laughs> Apparently
4: Uh... Yeah, yeah. He's not what he once was. I don't know if you need my help, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's a cigar You're and, a
2: pussy,
1: cigar if you're listening.
2: And one of, one of my favorite things was that you offered a um, $1,000 bounty to anyone who would beat the crap out of Chris Brown. Did anyone take you up on that?
1: I did, for
4: obvious reasons, and sadly, no. If um, me I don't know and him the were ever in the,
2: other, in the same room together, I would be $1,000 richer.
4: Yeah, you would have been. I, I had to put a one-month um, oh. time limit on it, unfortunately, but... Uh, Yeah, I really thought I'd have some takers, being that he's a
1: monster and people enjoy money. You know I was just shocked At all the responses though That you got on uh, You know to this uh, Bounty mm-hmm. You put up And I'm a guy who believes In a bounty As a professional wrestling fan It's a good old meme Of the old school Professional wrestling <laughs> yes. That puts money On someone's head yeah. But people take you So fucking seriously They're calling you childish And you know You're giving him More attention he deserves um, You're uneducated And stupid uh, <laughs> I'm kind of stupid
4: And not at all educated
1: So they, they you know, Got right on you that are, one but. You are a hater Of course some people said You know go ahead Beat the shit out of him Um you know, but I, I don't want to stoop to your level, you have become a bully. I just can't believe I mean it's obviously a put on, yeah I mean, okay, sure, although I do like the fact that you consulted with a lawyer and that you
4: <laughs> yeah, I made sure I was uh, all clear on that front it's it's it is kind of depressing though, on another level, like most of the stuff is sort of jokey how to beat up Segal and et cetera, but this was like this guy's terrible, and I wanted to do this. I don't know. He's a douche,
1: and And I uh, I, I agree. The fact that he was given a a Grammy award and given this platform, like you know, after all this happened, I think it's you know, it's it's, unacceptable. It's a It's it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing to any of us on a very human
4: level. Yeah, his whole comeback is nonsense. Like fuck that.
2: Yeah, he's, can I swear? He's t- is that- you fucking a right. You can swear. Fuck cock. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Fuck that. So we guy. try not to swear too much. Oh but, right.
4: Cool. Cool.
2: But sometimes <laughs> now. Okay, so your comic is based on your friendship, Ariel. How did you guys meet? Were, was it eyes across the room, like instantaneous Ew, kinship? Gross.
3: I I was actually really creeped out by Kevin when I first met him because <laughs> he that was, was, so was to talk? me actually. he was. And 30- I just met him
1: like ten minutes ago. And it was weird. It was a little awkward. <laughs> he's
3: weird. No, he was thirty-two and dating like a twenty-one year. Old? oh, a Kevin. Well, it wasn't like it was a dude,
4: though. <laughs> she's an exceptionally wasn't except is exceptionally smart. Twenty one now, twenty seven year old or whatever. No, she's
3: great. Um, and that ended. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she has an old soul. And you, don't perky you don't date younger boobs. What you don't date? Actually, I uh, <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs>
4: yeah, you're currently dating someone who, anyways, maybe studying for finals. Anyways,
3: <laughs> um, but yeah, and no, we met through a mutual friend. Um. Yeah, and I don't know. I actually, I, I Kevin, I it was, um, I had just had a comic book come out, and I did um, a reading. You know, it's very, you know, it's hard to get people to come out to readings. Yeah. You're always like, is anyone going to come, et cetera. And Kevin just sort of showed up. I, I mean, we didn't even really know each other. And he's sort of, he's there early, like 15 minutes <laughs> early, like walking around. Hey, you got anything? You want you me to get anything? Like, I'm just Aww. like, this is like the sweetest guy. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We just kind of kept sort of running into each other, and and then um, we ended up actually breaking up with our girlfriends around the same time, and oh. so then just immediately fell into our own codependent <laughs> thing, in which
1: we
2: hung out every night. How does the wingman woman thing work?
1: Reading my mind. Reading my mind, It's McGuire. worked very
2: well for you, Mr. Edison. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have
1: a lot of women who are friends. Yeah, it's true. Um, although I don't have any um, gay women friends who've worked as wingmen. I- per se <laughs> Although Jerry Portwood uh, Offered to be my wingman And I think a gay man Might be a good wingman too I have not explored That possibility yet Maybe But he's really charming I think it would work
4: He is very charming I I've done it for her. I don't know. We've done the reverse. Like I feel like I'm slightly more outgoing. I feel like you helped me
3: out a lot. I don't think I've ever done anything except maybe like stand around and make you seem appealing because you're friends with a gay girl and that's charming to people. Like how diverse I
4: am. I embrace all lifestyles. Um, I yeah. I'm kind of more ballsy and I've approached women for her and sometimes it works because I'll just like point her out and they like her because she's great and then other times they're just like who the hell is this guy this straight guy talking to me I feel <laughs> a like it bar. doesn't
3: work when you go up to people I feel like the times it's worked is when we're, we've been at a bar and you've been like okay you have to point out somebody that you think is attractive and I'll sort of begrudgingly be like oh yes sir." okay now you have to go and sort of talk near her and so you sort of We've done Force that maneuver. into...
4: Where we go into invade their circle, with, yeah. side by side, and I'll sort of...
3: Have, like, a simultaneous conversation that then, like, kind of...
4: Yeah, we sidle in, and then one of us jumps in with a little tidbit, and then they turn, and then it's sort of, now we're all just talking, yeah. and then...
2: But there's always the weird, like, I used to go out with this one guy, friend of mine, who would get really, like, we nothing ever happened between us, and he would get all, like, clingy on me. And so then people would think we were a couple. Does that ever happen? Or, I mean, it, I guess it wouldn't happen if you go to gay bars, but... I think it has happened But then it's quickly discovered.
4: It's sort of obvious In our de- demeanor Our manner with each other That it's not I, I think there's a friend vibe We're throwing out there
1: <laughs> Except when we brush Each other's hair Then that, that seems confusing and <laughs>
2: Well once you get to Braiding each other. it's all
1: over <laughs> yeah. Well, even you know the straight uh, boy and the straight girl you know, get a few in you, and you get, the lines get, can get blurred a little bit in a bar. I'm saying when you're trying to do that uh, one-two Batman and Robin, good cop bad. I Bob think it's him. easier
2: for a guy to bl- once a woman decides you're her friend, like you're not getting laid ever unless she's you know roofied. Oh my god, that's
4: a that's a, it's a tough category to bust out of. Admittedly, the yeah, friend, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, but but I think guys are not always, but a lot of times they're a little more flexible. They'll, they'll risk the friendship You mean they have lower standards
3: Guys God.
1: I
4: prefer flexibility Any doctor will tell you That's an <laughs> essential part of being healthy Kevin is a,
3: fran- a, f- a fan of uh, holes in trees Oh <laughs> Yeah I mean
1: Seriously I mean What, what, what hasn't been said about What wouldn't you do to get laid I mean What wouldn't you do <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Yeah I am a man I, am a, I enjoy uh, nice things And a good job A 21 year old girl right. That's <laughs> and Why not Sure, And why not? They're legal in man's eyes and God's. Right? Yeah. So, moving on. There's more questions that are probably not about being 21. Well, actually, I had one question going back to beating people up. Okay, Which is always a good topic. I was enjoying um, this thing about beating up the guy with the baguette. Oh, right. Okay, I actually have a tip That how to beat someone up with a baguette. This is really important. Okay, that's impressive. Okay. Uh, okay, because I have been in this situation before. I have been that guy with the baguette.
2: He, he was <laughs> stabbed at White Castle, so food and fighting is not yeah, unfamiliar it's, it's, it's
1: territory. I for a knife for in the mouth at White Castle. Wait, but what? I, the one over on I, Metropolitan? No, in, in Bed This was a long time oh. ago. When <laughs> a long time ago, it's a time called the eighties. Oh, <laughs> my
4: father showed me photographs. Yeah, yeah, I
1: know you've read about it in books, but I was definitely. The wrong place, at the wrong time. But anyway, I have been the jaunty guy with the baguette, whose ass you want to kick. And what I have learned is, if you have a baguette, the idea is to spear someone with it because you could really do some damage. You could block an eye and bloody a nose if you spear it. You know? Well, like, it holds like, like oh ja- the- yeah, absolutely. It depends. But if, you, but if you try to, you could break if it's a rib, scale, maybe. Not <laughs> fresh. You could, you could like break a telly fru- or whatever. A, it's a real it's baguette, called. it's hard. Trust me. You know, the thing is, if you try to, <laughs> I know my a <laughs> good French uh, no, baguette. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but if you try to like club somebody with it, it'll break. I mean, you're never going to hurt somebody clubbing someone with a baguette. But if you spear Style, yeah. Let me type pool you style right to the eye. Bang. I wouldn't believe that. Okay, yeah. so if anybody's listening as a baguette and is attacked by oh the author of beating up Tom Hanks for
2: example. <laughs> Right, right. That wasn't always the title, was it? Uh
4: it was well, the website is called how to beat up anything dot com, and then we ended up changing it to punching Tom Hanks. Why Tom Hanks? I it just seemed like you just because want to mash asked- your
1: fist into his fucking face yeah, every time. Yeah. Oh, like, it's the
3: opposite.
4: <laughs> I think most people find it curious because he's such a, a beloved, you know, avuncular character, all-American apple pie. And then there are some, like <sighs> this fellow, who bears certain grudge, apparently. <laughs> too. Uh, I
1: don't know. What's the problem? All of a sudden, the only thing left to eat was vanilla milkshakes. Wow. That, that's, that's the world I see when You're I sit You're not say, a fan
2: oh, of uh, and, Castaway? You know, oh, Castaway was Castaway.
1: terrible. Castaway. Oh, Big? No No I don't really? like What are those Knicks Meg Ryan either. vehicles Oh uh, no Yeah no those are bad Yuppie bullshit I can't yeah. No But we should take a break Let's take a break we got A refreshing music. break A refreshing break We got some music from our friends at Tone Records It's Mike and Judy here on the Heritage Radio Network
2: You're listening to Black Venom by the Budos Band
1: Pizza party, you're Roberta's.
2: And we, we were, um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm the only one eating, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> I'm hoping to entice them with my delicious eating style. Anyway, so you guys have both written for television. Kevin, you were em- nominated for an Emmy, I believe.
4: I was. I've done... Also, like sketch writing, animation writing, uh, like random award shows, pilots that never get made, and Mm -hmm. sort of bounced around a lot. But yes,
2: and Ariel wrote your favorite TV show. One of my favorite television shows of all time, The L Word. What do you think of the real L Word? I liberal. (laughs) Let's see. I watched the first (laughs) season. That's all I got. And all I
3: remember from the first season is that there is a scene where some girl gets in front of the camera and says, Romy said Sarah tried to rape her at the white trash party. (laughs) (laughs) And that pretty much sums up that show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, if you ever think like, oh, gay people are just cooler than us. Just watch Uh, the real L Okay,
1: why are men so fascinated with lesbians? You would be the one to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually you know, I feel like you have a theory, though. I, I do. feel like you I have do. Well, idea. men are always, you know, as as a pornographer, um, uh, always asked, you know, why, you know, women always ask, so why do guys like lesbians so much? Right? Meaning like girl on girl. Yeah, you I know, don't porn think, porn think they
3: sex. like lesbians. It, I think they like the idea. Exactly. They like and little Two supermodels and, getting it on. And
1: that's the answer. They're not lesbians. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They're just waiting. Oh, that pizza is so delicious <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting for the right cock to turn them, too
1: Oh, yeah, to make yeah, them join that's the other like team the, um, That's the fantasy? <laughs> is is it?
2: I think so Is it?
1: I Probably, just, yeah just, like,
2: you They know, don't want to just sit there and jerk off to it They want to be part of it They want to be like,
1: oh, yeah Really? I'm gonna, they do? I mean, we do? They do You do <laughs> I mean I don't know I, I'm not really placing myself in in that scene It's. Oh, uh, you're in that scene Yeah, am I in that scene? <laughs> it's just the poetry It's just the poetry so, of, of two women making love what? to each other. I don't think the poetry oh, is being used correctly there. <laughs> the <laughs> I've seen a lot of pornography. Of, you know, uh, you know the is such a beautiful thing.
3: I'm if anything, the parts well, are not together. It's not like this big together. dumb
1: blunt object like the, like the, the male counterpart. Seriously. <laughs>
4: Uh, there's a couple avenues here. I'm not really <laughs> sure where to go down. but
2: Anyway, but one of my favorite things to, to hate on the L word, the, the first, the, the real, real, real L word, was Jenny Schechter. Like, was she more fun to write than other characters? Because she was so hateable.
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely came in. I I wrote for the show for seasons three and four, mm-hmm. so that was kind of right when Jenny was really starting to become the a person, the person that you like officially hated. I mean, I think the first season she's kind of you know likable. She's like this you know naive young girl coming in, discovering herself. And second season, she you know is when she starts to go crazy and like starts cutting herself, and you're right. like, whoa, hold up. And then third and fourth, you're like, okay, I'm supposed to hate this person. And so that was definitely a fun. Uh, season to write for, and that was also um, this the trans uh, season when you know Jenny sort of becomes this girl that's like obsessed with her boyfriend transitioning, right. um, which is something that I had sort of seen in at the time. A lot of friends of mine who were dating trans guys sort of like fetishizing them, and and so that was sort of fun to to write her into that role.
2: Did anyone ever get mad at you because they saw themselves on the show at all? Well, I definitely would have people
3: assume things are based on them that are mm-hmm. not. I've multiple people sort of you know s- calling me up and be like, oh, so I saw tonight's episode, <laughs> and uh, yeah, where do you get your ideas? It's like
2: not you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it like, was get, like
2: some other writer's
3: pe- idea. But
1: people get really weird if they see themselves in something. If you're a writer, and you know, you're, it's I never
2: saying, actually no, it's that. not. You know? It's always the really boring people who think you're writing about yeah. them. It's not the interesting people are out doing things.
1: And when you are writing about somebody, in fact, I mean, if you, you know, you write somebody something in something in a book or a magazine story, whatever. Even if it's the most wonderful thing of all time, people get really wigged out if they're not used to it. And you tell a story about someone, they read it, or you talk about the radio. Like oh my god, you're complimenting them. and said yeah, but what about so and so?
3: There's also this sense that like their life has been stolen, or where do you get the idea? Like what? It's not, and they're the person who's never going to do
4: anything with any it anyway. writing
3: comes from. People aren't just creating stuff out of like thin air. Like you know, it has to come from somewhere. I a policy. Do you enjoy reading books or watching TV? Because that's how that happens.
1: You know, it's policy when I write about people I know. It's only when I out to bash them at this point because it's a, it's a no-win situation. Writing nice things about people half the time—you can they, write they nice see, things
2: about me, and I, and I do. It. They'll
1: find I something do. negative, though. I can't the pile find a pile of nice Judy Maguire. You know, is like what the ideal. I'm like, it's like the ideal of what a human being should be <laughs> without
2: the stigmata um, So, collaborating, like you guys, collaborate on this together, but writing for television, you have like a bunch of collaborators. What, what are some of the pitfalls that come with that?
4: I feel like if you don't like who you're collaborating with, which is sometimes the case in television, it can be tricky, especially if they outrank you. Um, but, you know, there's... On the uh, the flip side of that, it's not so personal to you. It's more of a job a lot of times, so it's right. you're not as invested. But with her and I, and, and with both of us collaborating with other friends and stuff, it's it's sort of ideal. It's like we, we wanted to do it for a while. We thought we wanted to find something to work on. And uh, when you respect the person and the other person makes you laugh, it just kind of builds and it becomes better than it would be with either one of you working on it and we've never really fought we'll argue certain points and one of us will eventually see the other side and it's it's usually the better for it having had that conversation and kind of pitching and topping each other and then Mm -hmm. i don't know well
3: i mean what i like about it is you know before i worked with kevin i'd written a series of comics just about myself in high school and was sort of used to sort of telling my side of the story and then kind of Trying to imitate the voices of my friends, and the idea of you know behind what Kevin and I do is that it you know he writes like a- everything that his character is saying is his dialogue. He's writing it, so it's purely his voice. Or and so I've I, said it
4: before, actually. yeah. Or,
3: he, or it's something he specifically said that I remember that he's like yes, and I would you know say it with this cadence, and so you really get these two very distinct voices in the comic, and so we're coming up with the plots and the sort of jokes together, but just in terms of the dialogue to have these
2: really crisply distinct. Character voices, I think, is really cool. And yeah, that's that is very cool, and it's hard to do. Like, it's so hard to write completely different than you know. You've got this one character speaking. Which yeah, character I mean, do you like better? Would you <laughs> say which character
4: do you like better? Do you feel is more which one do you think is smarter? Embodying good and kindness, and then you know, then the other side, there's sort of selfishness.
2: <laughs> I.
1: You know, now that you've written a book about how to beat people up, do you find that you get your own way all the time? <laughs> well, I have actually I'm done afraid. very. Well. We've
2: already established that I get my way because I'm the one that draws it.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's true.
4: That's true. I it's remember hard to get having. It.
2: I, I pitched a show to MTV a long time ago with, and I was it was an animated series, and I was working with this guy, and we had the hugest fight over shoes. I was like, <laughs> she would not wear those shoes. Those shoes are really uh-huh. ugly. He's like, no, I like these shoes. She's wearing these shoes.
3: Well, we have to kind of check in with each other because every now and then, like vanity will creep in, and either one of us will be like. Wait, maybe my character shouldn't say that or and would be like you just don't want to look bad
2: no it's whatever's funny you have to land on whatever's funny yeah and it's I mean looking bad is
1: it's kind of fun
4: there's yeah there's been plenty of those where like my vanity (laughs) gets gets in the way (laughs) in my case (laughs) it's just better to tell the truth and it's funnier so
1: have you guys actually have you ever been beaten up See, Judy just wants to talk about the lesbian soap opera, as always. (laughs) Now I want to talk about people getting beaten up. And there's our show. There's the magic that is us. Uh, (laughs) I've been beaten up numerous times.
4: I've had my teeth knocked back. I have braces to this day behind my front teeth. I've had a detached
1: retina. Tom Hanks, that motherfucker? I actually,
3: uh, (laughs) I dislocated my shoulder punching someone.
1: That's right. That's right. you Judy, have you been in a fight?
2: It's a tragic story. I've been beaten up a lot. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Let's not go there. All
1: right, let's not go there.
4: But That's I did out.
2: dislocate someone's knee once.
4: That's impressive. How yeah. With what technique? could kick?
1: Or? A baguette?
2: A, um, a, <laughs> a drunk kiss.
1: A drunk kiss? Kissing oh, a Oh, okay. he, was,
2: he was making out with Sadistic. someone, and I was like, oh. And he came over, and he, tr- he was like, you're so mad. And he tried to hold me down, and I kicked him. And then everyone at the show, it was like when I was young in punk rock, everyone at the show got mad at him, which was kind of...
1: <laughs> I like it. Like... <laughs> He walks with a limp to this day. I bet. Good
2: turn of events for me.
1: So, what's next for you guys? Where are we bringing this comic? Are we going to bring it to the bookstores everywhere? Is it going to be a TV show, a movie? I mean, you were talking about it. Are you would continue doing it.
4: I think we'd like to get more and get more on a back of a regular schedule. There's been some hiatuses, and uh, we, uh, yeah, we're just having a good time doing it. We'd like to collect them at some point and do a book, but um, it's not we, right now. We're just sort of enjoying. Keeping it on the web Getting it out to people that way
2: You guys have to come up With an ending Like a double wedding <laughs> oh,
4: Yeah wow. it'll be like Tie
2: it all up with a bow Like wow. a
4: Beverly Hills 90210 episode
1: where's, where's Judy? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you And where's my Judy? <laughs> Maybe there's a fight At the wedding though And then you'll be uh, A Brook, Yes Like a good professional wrestling Yes uh, A wedding. melee A barn burner A whole <laughs> battle royal You know I, you know, With all this beating up I thought for sure You'd be a wrestling fan I thought you'd be A kindred spirit In the world Of professional wrestling
4: I, About ten years ago Again I, When it was the right was good and it was they had a lot of sitcom writers and it was really kind of uh, Wait, know, they have sitcom
2: fun. writers on the wrestling show. A lot of sitcom writers. Yeah,
1: writers, show writers come and go on on, you know, yeah. on the show all the time. My understanding is they always try to hire guys who have written soap operas and other continuity stuff, and then the wrestling people get fed up with the Hollywood people, and there's like constant you know you know backroom squabbling over who really gets to write the show. There's some impre- like a really there, good a great writing on that show over the years. I mean, it's up and down; it's cyclical.
4: But there's a guy you know, a friend of mine who write who cr- co-created Metalocalypse on Cartoon Network, who wrote for Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. who wrote for many years for wrestling and. Uh, you know, those are two, obviously, great credits, and, and people don't think of wrestling at that level. And I don't know that it is. I haven't watched it in a while. But at the time, it was very entertaining. Like, it soap be, opera elements, good when action. It's way,
1: when it's firing on all cylinders, it's the best thing on TV. But it's uneven, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one, one, one final question. If they allow professional tennis players to the Olympics, why can't there be professional wrestlers? <laughs> good question. Very I will sign timely. your petition. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the Internet today. Where can we find you guys? Uh, invade
4: com and, and uh, also on Twitter, uh, Kevin Sesha. My name, that's on there. a hard one to spell for people. It's or you just go to how to beat and
3: Ariel, uh, yes, yeah, Ariel Sharag.com. H S
1: H. All right, S-G-R-A-G. Judy McGuire with a J and an M. Mike Edison, Heritage Radio, Mike and Judy Show. Thanks, Joe, our engineer, and uh, live from Bushwick. We'll see you next week. Thank you.